0: Alright, well let's let's pray. Father God, I just thank you so much for these ladies who have come to join together this morning in a time of fellowship and a time of um, studying your word. Father, I thank you for your word and for how it blesses us so much as we get into it and read it and know that those words came from you. Know that those words were done with love and that You took great care to make sure that we knew all that we needed to know to live this life pleasing to you. Father, I pray that as we open your word today that we would be um, setting aside distractions that are around us and that we would be able to really draw from it what your Holy Spirit wants to teach us. I pray that um, you would just speak through me and um, give us all wisdom in how to respond to that and to live. Little life of gratitude to you, Father, because you are so worthy. We just praise you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So open your Bibles this morning to Colossians chapter 2. We um, covered this verse just briefly last time we were met together. And I thought, well, you know, it's November, it's the month of Thanksgiving, so maybe we'll just go with that verse of Overflowing Gratitude. So chapter 2 and I'm actually going to um, begin in verse 1 and I am reading out of the New American Standard that you can follow along in your whatever Bible that you have there with you. Colossians chapter 2 verse 1. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf and for those who are at Laodicea, and for those, all those who have not personally seen my face, that their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love, and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, I say this so that no one will delude you with persuasive argument. For even though I am absent in body, nevertheless I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good discipline and the stability of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. Ladies, we are so wealthy, aren't we? Um, If we belong to Christ, we are just the richest women ever. Paul says, therefore, as you have received Christ, Jesus our Lord, so walk in him. And there's a, up at the top of your outline here, you can fill in these. The blanks of the verse, since I know a lot of you have the King James Version, um, you can fill that in with the words from the New American Standard. So walk in him. According to Loonida Bible Dictionary, to walk with him means to live or behave in a customary manner. And I thought, well, customary for whom? (laughs) Well, the verses relating to Christ Jesus, of course, and so as as one who is, we're to walk as one who is in Christ Jesus. Philippians one twenty seven even talks about the only kind of conduct that a believer should have is one that represents the character of Christ, and that's in uh, Philippians 1.27. There's only one kind of conduct a believer should have, and that is whatever is becoming to Jesus Christ's character. We're to be his glory here on earth. So we need to represent that character of Christ as we're walking. Here in Colossians 2.6, the walking in him is a command for us. It's an imperative that we as believers are to continuously walk in a manner that we would see Jesus walking in. So how did Jesus walk? Well, we know that he walked only according to whatever the Holy Spirit led him to do. We know that he only said and did what the Father told him to do. That's the kind of life that we're to be living. Controlled by the Holy Spirit and only doing what God's plan for us was. That takes being aware, it takes a a focus on what does the Holy Spirit want us to do today? Um, The other morning, I headed to town, and uh, the verse that morning had to do with showing gratitude. And um, so I thought, well, the best way to show my gratitude toward God is to live like Christ during the day and to be aware of others around me so that if if they needed help, I could help and, and just be there for other people because Jesus was always there for other people. And I got to the grocery store and before I knew it there was somebody that needed help and so I helped them and then, um, and this is not me bragging about my following God but but I want to get to the end of it where during that morning there were four things that happened that we had to even once stop and pick someone up and then you know drive them back to their car who had run out of gas and these kind of things that were going on but the, it, the point of all of those four things was there was such joy in my life while I was doing God's will. Amen. And when Amen. we don't do God's will and we're just going through our day, I could have done all those same things and not had joy. Yeah. The difference was it was works that God had prepared for me to do. Yeah. And that was the biggest difference. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the words here uh, as we go on, always with the Spirit, only doing what the Father said to do. That's what how Jesus lived, and that's what we're supposed to be doing. And then it says, living like that, um, we are to be firmly rooted. Now, think about the trees on this island. There are some trees that go down in the first little breath of a hurricane. There are others that are still standing, strong as can be, because their roots are good and strong and deep. And we have been rooted in Christ. You can't get any stronger than that. In fact, the word here for firmly rooted is strength. We have a strength that we can't have on our own. But it's a word that means that we're strong. And the focus is upon the source of the strength. It's not from us. The world will tell us to pull our bootstraps up and plow on. But that's, that's our own weak body. I'd much rather have the power of Almighty God <laughs> to get through my day. So we um, become strengthened in Christ. And the word here is the focus is on that source of the strength, not on the root or not on the tree itself. It's on the roots. What are we rooted in? The fact that we are rooted in Christ. And I know... Um, Last time we met, and some of you gals weren't here, we talked about a sphere. And it's actually diagrammed in the Bible when it talks about being in Christ. Christ is the sphere. We are the little dot inside of the sphere. So when we are saved, we are that dot that is put into Christ. And as we are in there, we are protected. We are shielded in fact some of these verses we're going to look at uh, in just a second here talk about that but as we are in christ that um protection that we have that strength that we have comes from him and we are built up in him as we're going to look at a little bit more here in just a second as well so as we um, look at think about the strength that the bible talks about there and talk about these favorite bible verses some of these out of Psalms and some of these that we've seen in the Bible are just those kind of verses that we would like to hang on to. Exodus 15 2, and I put the um different ones I'm going to be reading on your paper there, but not the verses, just the reference. So Exodus 15:2 says this: The Lord is my strength and psalm, and he has become my salvation this is my god and i will praise him my father's god and i will extol him psalm 28 7 says the lord is my strength and my shield my heart trusts in him and i am helped therefore my heart exalts and with my song i shall thank him psalm 38 9 says but the salvation of the righteous is from the lord He is their strength in time of trouble. Psalm 46.1 God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Isaiah 11.2 The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Habakkuk 319 says, The Lord God is my strength, and he has made my feet like hinds feet and makes me walk on high places. Ephesians 1:18 through 18-23 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. the fullness of him who fills all in all. It is the working strength of that might that raised him from the dead that we have available to us. We talked a little bit about spiritual gifts last time, those provisions that were given to live out the life that God has given to us to live. And in 1 Peter 4.11, it says, whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking with the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies. He supplies all that so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. In Ephesians 6, just before Paul, Paul is describing the armor that we're to wear every day, there he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And then, of course, one of my other favorite verses is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In his strength and by his grace, we are firmly rooted in him. We're not getting out. We're not going over. He's not going to, nothing's going to happen to Jesus, is there? No, no, no. I mean, Christ is in the heavenly places, seated at the right hand of the Father. Nothing is going to happen to him. He's going to come back and rule and reign forever. And we are rooted in that. Feel that security and that stability from that. I think it's amazing, myself. In his strength and by his grace, we are firmly rooted all because we are in Christ. And now we are being built up. That's the next part of that verse. So therefore as you receive Christ Jesus our Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted. Am I saying that right? I need to look at the verse. Firmly rooted and now being built up in him. Now being built up in him. And the term describes building a superstructure in Christ. Some days I don't feel like a superstructure. (laughs) Some days, to be honest, I feel pretty weak, especially when I had COVID. Then I felt really weak. But um, some days I just don't have even the desire to do things for other people or my husband or even for myself that I know are good for me Um, but in Christ when my when my spirit is in alignment with his spirit then I am building a superstructure built on the foundation of grace of Jesus Christ and uh, one of these lessons we're gonna do talk a little bit more about that structure of maturity but the structure that he's building in us, each one individually is at a different pace, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our own pace that he's got us going through. And as we love him and are doing things according to his purpose, he's building us up layer on layer. And sometimes that means tearing down layer upon layer. Um, I, I can remember a time where I just thought, I feel like an onion. <laughs> All I do is cry. And He just keeps peeling layers off, and it just makes me cry all over again, you know And so I, I, for that whole period of time when I was probably in my late 30s. I just felt like an onion I'm just <laughs> Causing other people to cry. I was I was a mess, but it was because he was doing a work in my life And when I allow him to do that he has to peel those layers of pride and and um, and that comes in all kinds of forms: um, pride in my children, pride in my ministry, pride in my my family. I mean, there was so much that he had to just peel away and say, "Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me." And so, I'm sure he's doing that in your life too, just maybe in a different form. But the answer is always, keep our eyes on him because he's the builder. He has the plans. He knows exactly what he wants to do in our life. So we are being built up into a structure of maturity in him. We are being built up on that rock. And in him, as the verse goes on, we are, and in him we are established, built up in him and established in your faith. Just as you were instructed. So that established actually comes from the same root word as the rooted, which is um, that strength that we have to draw from, except for the established takes it a little bit deeper and says it's not just a strength, it's an inner strength. And we talked about the fact that within this sphere is another sphere that uh, the Holy Spirit has control over our lives or he doesn't. And we get in and out of that sphere of control of the Holy Spirit when we sin or when we confess to get back into fellowship with Him. So when we sin, we're out of fellowship with Him, but we're not out of relationship with God. Once we are His, we are always His. But here, we can get in and out of fellowship by either sinning, doing our own thing, and then we need to confess that, 1 John 1, 9, to get back into fellowship to be under his control again. And once we are under his control, then we can be have that inner, inner strength that the established talks about here. I'm curious. I didn't look it up. What does the uh, King James say there in that verse? Established? Establish? Okay. So that's that inner strength that we have because of the Holy Spirit working within us. Thank the Lord that he decided to his spirit in us to help us to live for him because otherwise it would be impossible so we are um, it's an increase in inner strength with the implication of greater firmness of character or attributes so when we are under the control of the holy spirit we are more firmly relating to christ's character we're more We're presenting that more to the others around us because we're letting his spirit control us, not our own. And then, of course, we get to um, where it says, just as you were instructed. You know, we have God's word. These people that he was writing to back then did not have the completed word of God. They only had a portion of the word of God. So how blessed are we to have the whole thing. We can see the beginning to the end. We know what's coming and we can rejoice because we've been declared victors already. Um, even though we have, might have to go through some stuff to get there, the victory is ours in Christ. So we are we're instructed in God's Word to have the character of Christ To be under the control of the Holy Spirit, as we saw in Ephesians 5.18, where we are saturated to the point of control. So we have that within us, and we've been given His Word to mature us and grow us, but we have to be in the Word in order to do that. The result of this strength is that we will be more firmly rooted in Christ, because the more we know of God's Word, the more we will know what blessings we have here to draw from. It's like if I gave you a toolbox, and I stuck a hammer in it, and you only saw me stick the hammer in it, you're gonna think the only thing you can do is bang on things. But if you opened that up and you saw, oh, there's a saw in there, and there's a screwdriver in there, and there's all these other little facets of things that you didn't know was in the toolbox, you wouldn't know how to apply it to the needs that you had in your life. But when we know what's in our toolbox, we can draw on it for the needs in our life. Amen. And as we do, the result of that, ladies, is overflowing
1: gratitude. Yes. Yeah.
0: You know, the focus of this verse is not on the fact that we have things that we can name off with a check mark and say, I'm thankful for that, and thankful for that, and thankful for that. The, the, the um, Focus is on the fact that we have this welling up within us. It's an overflowing gratitude. It's not a checklist of, well, I'm thankful for these traditions, I'm thankful for these foods, I'm thankful. It's it's just so overwhelming inside of you because it has swelled up within you that it's just overflowing. And you know, when something's overflowing, it is bound to splash on someone else. And isn't that what we're supposed to be doing we're supposed to be a light to the world salt to the earth we are supposed to be representing as ambassadors our savior and so as we are overflowing with gratitude those things that we feel about how god has loved us and given us mercy and given us grace will become to be overflowing in a way that will affect other people not just ourselves. So the word gratitude is the same root word as Eucharist. Now Eucharist, the Lord's table that we partake of, communion, um, that is an amazing meal that we're partaking of. Because what that signifies is there's a new covenant between God and man. You know he started a covenant in the old testament he had several covenants but almost all of those covenants were sealed with a sacrifice and a meal um the one that abraham made that god made with abram you know he cut the animals open and he walked between them and then they partook of the food that was from those animals and Almost every covenant was that way. There's a couple that weren't, but most of them were validated by a covenant meal. And that's where we get our wedding cake from. If you think about it, what does the bride and groom do? They share a piece of cake. And that's because of the covenant that they made with one another. Um, Communion. It's a covenant that we're making with God when we partake of the communion table. We need to make sure that our heart is right with God. Because that is us saying to God, I'm in agreement with you. I accept what you have given me. And I'm agreeing to live for you. It is a covenant meal. And that Eucharist is important for us. And it's that gratitude that we have for what Christ did for us that we're celebrating when we take that. We do that in remembrance of what he did for us. So it means to be um, then in excess or exceed the number or measure of that gratitude, that overwhelming sense of appreciation and fellowship, bond with him, because of what he did for us. If it weren't for him, we wouldn't have anything to be grateful for. But because of Christ, we have it all. So when we take communion, let's think about that. You know, a covenant is to supersede all other things. Whether it's a covenant with your husband, that's to supersede any other relationship you have with any other person. He comes first. If it's a covenant with God, he comes first. And so as we line these covenants up, our first one, of course, is foremost to God. But in God, then we hold our covenants true with others, and they supersede any other agreement. It's more than a promise. This is not us making a promise to live for God. Because, obviously, ladies, we would have failed many, many times. But this is a covenant that put us in relationship with Christ. And that relationship continues forever, all eternity. So when we look at the various covenants, um, we want to remember that God, that that communion, excuse me, when we look at the covenant, covenant of communion, we want to remember what Christ did for us. And then in that, as we partake of communion, make sure that we are in right fellowship with him under the control of the Spirit so that we're not taking it in vain, Just as our life should encompass all the joy and gratitude of that gift of grace, exceeding great joy and exceedingly great gratitude, that's what should well up within us. And I think all of us would readily agree that we have much to be thankful for. Um, We could probably sit for days and talk about the things that we're grateful for. We can often get bogged down by the circumstances that we're in, but bottom line if we belong to christ we are wealthy women yes. we are rich and we need to be grateful for that uh, it's hard as humans not to get caught up in the if only and the i wants um, but when we take stock of who we are in christ that should all change it's about what he did for us and it's in whom we have our roots And while we were yet sinners, he did that for us. So when we keep God first and God last, I always tell my grandchildren this, God first, God last, God everything in between. And I sign every card that way. God first, God last, God everything in between. And my um, 12-year-old, he's now 13, when, when I saw him this last year, he said, what does that mean? You always say that, what does that mean? And so I explained, if you put God first, ahead of your own desires, and you put him last, meaning that he's always going to be there behind you taking care of things, and you have him in everything in between, what is left? And he said, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, nothing. God first, God last, and God everything in between. That's how we are to live. And when we begin to realize all that he has done for us and done on our behalf, we can take the time to read his word and we can see all of those blessings that we have. We can learn about those blessings in the heavenly places that we've been given in Christ. When all of that takes place, then our thankfulness and our perspective of our circumstances are going to change. Amen. Because we're going to see it from a different perspective, his perspective, rather than our own viewpoint. I love this quote from Charles Spurgeon. He was a preacher back in 1869. He said this, our portion is no longer that of the forlorn or the degraded. What did I write? We do not pine in despair or wallow in pollution. Did you hear that? We do not pine in despair or wallow in pollution, but we sit as children at the table. Drinking with joy from the allotted cup. That's what we have in Christ. We don't have to sit in the pollution of this world. We are at the king's table. And we can draw from that joy that he blesses us with. And it's all because of his grace. You know, we receive Jesus Christ, our Lord, through grace. We are rooted in him. In grace, as we saw last month, we were sealed by Him by His Holy Spirit, and nothing can remove us by His grace. Let your faith be established in the truths of His Word, and when that happens, there is no way that we won't be overflowing with gratitude. That grace provided everything we need, and you'll notice on your uh, handout here that grace is written on the side, and. Some of you may have seen an acrostic with grace before but this helps me to keep a focus of what grace is. So I'm going to fill in the blanks as we walk through it. So the first blank there for G is God's. God's as in ownership. God's, <laughs> not lots of gods, but one God. we belong to God so God's and the second word there is righteousness I know there's three blanks we'll fill those in as we go but the first one is righteousness so we have God's righteousness The A is for at. God's righteousness at. Anybody want to guess what C is? to connect
1: sinful man.
0: So here's man over here, and we've got this big chasm in between, and God is over here, and the only way to get there was through Christ. He is our bridge. At salvation, we exchanged our filthy rags described of in the book of Isaiah for Jesus' robes of righteousness. And he alone fulfilled God's plan to the specifications of the laid, the laid out plan that he had made. And we never could. So we can be really grateful for that great exchange of our filthy rags for robes of righteousness that he provides. And we received God's righteousness at Christ's expense. The second R there on your list. Because God covered it all. He didn't just give us one thing. He gave it to it, gave it all. So resources. And all throughout His Word, He tells us all that He provides for us. In fact, even um, just by providing the Holy Spirit, we instantly have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, all those at our command. When we let the spirit control us so we have his resources remember uh those who who were here we talked about the roman adoption process and in that process it was the ceremony of uh, a child becoming an adult in the family and they were given the family resources to draw from They, they just turned the bank account over to the kid and uh when they were about 13 or 14. so that's the same thing with God. When we accept Christ as our Savior, he gives us all of his resources. We're as seen as an adult in the family of God. And that's, uh, we're given all those resources to draw from. And that, of course, was at Christ's expense. Um, let's see, where are my notes here? So uh, our Heavenly Father is aware of how to care for the needs of his children. And he's already provided. He's already put those in place. Everything you need to fulfill the ministry that he has called you to, he's already put within you. Everything that you need for tomorrow, he's already put within you. He's done that because he loves us. And he has mercy on his children. And so he has provided all of his resources at Christ's expense. And the final. Third R is his realm. There's a kingdom we get to go to it, (laughs) and when we get there, we're going to belong there. We're not going to show up at the door and he say, "No, you don't belong here. It already belongs to us because we're in Christ." So. God's realm yes. was given to us at Christ's expense. That's what grace did. It covered our need for salvation. It covered what we need to live here on this earth. And it covers what we're going to have in eternity. That is the extent of God's grace toward us. Second Peter one three says, Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us, by his own glory and excellence he has given us everything that we need to live this life and to be godly and as we saw in Ephesians 1 we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ his grace is lavished on us ladies not just doled out to us because oh they need a little bread no, he lavishes that grace on us. Amen. He is a giving God. So very gracious to us. So we have that lavished on us. And we can all take that for granted. And he will still be there ready to pour back out on us when we come to our senses. Like Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> and get back where we should be, our cups should be overflowing with gratitude. And as we enter this holiday of Thanksgiving, let's be quick to remind ourselves of the grace that we've been given. Because too often when we get together with family or we get together with friends, or we don't because they live too far away, we can be caught up with our expectations not being met rather than remembering the grace that God has given us to see through the day, and His grace is sufficient. It is sufficient. He knows what we need, He knows what is best for us, so let's trust that this month. Um, There's been too many times when I thought I knew what would make me happy, only to find out it really didn't make me happy at all. He knows what's best for us, so we need to trust that. Let's live a life before others Having a conduct and a character that shows Jesus Christ to them. And then uh, let's be firmly rooted. He is our strength. Let's draw our strength from him. Let's continue to be built up in Christ. Keep being in the word of God. Keep looking for his spirit to lead you and guide you. And keep being built up in Christ. He is our rock and our shield and ever-present help in trouble. And then as we grow in the knowledge of His Word and respond to life situations under the control of the Spirit, others are going to notice. They're going to see a difference in us. Mm -hmm. We're going to see a difference in us. We may not notice it as fast as they do, (laughs) but something will be different in our life, and it will make them want to know what it is. And that's the goal, isn't it, to make them hungry for Christ. So, yes, we can be hungry for Thanksgiving food, and we can be all excited about the dishes we're going to have. But let's be excited about the fact that we want to serve up Christ for those around us. Hopefully, they'll, they'll uh, want to know what the difference is. So, as we close up this morning, see, I'm finishing a lot earlier. <laughs> let's be overflowing with gratitude. Let's be mindful of what He has done for us. Let's spend time in His Word over the holidays. You know, the holidays get so busy that we forget we need this daily. We need this in our lives. Um, Pick a verse or two to memorize over the holidays and see what He won't do with those. There is much to be grateful for. We have a God who is gracious and merciful and loving. And um, so I just would send you out with that note of hopefully being overflowing, swelling up inside with what he has given us. Because this alone, we were a sinful man going far away from God. But because of Christ, we can have a relationship with him. And that should be something that we want to be grateful for. So are there any questions about anything? Any comments?
1: Yes, Valerie. Time off to Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Tommy. Once again, there's so much in this. Let me see what I and remember. Being firmly rooted and grounded in God, that's so important. And that's one of the things Like, I have these confessions that I do daily over myself. You know, everybody has their way. I present my body and sacrifice. I come down for opportunities. So whatever it is you need to say for you, the Holy Spirit made you. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I always speak to God about is for me to be rooted and grounded in Him every day to a different level because. I see so many of us, and you have to learn to get there. I wasn't always there, but studying that or trying to get closer to the of course we make mistakes, we follow, you pick yourself up, you get up, you move on. I see so many Christians over, and I'm be like, because we read this, but we don't believe it. Mm-hmm. We don't want to live it. And then sometimes when you see somebody doing it, because you expect miracles and you expect something great for God in spite of the situation. People that are watching like, she's in denial. No. <laughs> I've seen it when heads closed. i have talking about people in church, what are we going to do now? And I'm like, how do you mean what are we going to do now? I'm like, we trust God. Amen. I've seen it when Maria, oh God, that's it for St. Great. like what do you mean? There's beauty in these ashes. That's God's word i see it in the pandemic. I don't die. No. If you say you're gonna die, you're gonna die, but I ain't gonna die anytime soon. Amen. And it's because with every little disappointment or whim or something, we like the tree like that you said some of the treatment how we came up they went falling down. Because we are not firmly rooted mm-hmm. and grounded. We have to choose to believe God for a temporary situation, God, will. Oh, over anything that comes in our life. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it's easy. It's a battle. Yes. It's a spiritual battle. But then I also say, that's a unit army. And you tired and you see the enemy coming there. And you say, Money tired me wanting you won't die. So you have to pick up yourself and get the strength, and God will give it to you to I had people balance during the pandemic. This is the best year of my life. Okay. I have never, never in my life, and it's not about money, it's about God could do when you don't expect it or try it to. I have never went to my mailbox and finally check in my mailbox in my life during a pandemic. Every, and it's not about the money he did, other things, it's like people. Oh the 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 COVID the COVID do not come to my house and talk about COVID. That's enough. Do not bring it here. I tell my dad and her friend, COVID can't come here, it can't come near me, it can't come near my family because I live in a secret place. So it's about trusting God. And even if something happens, you do get it, we still have to have the faith to to what a lot of us are not and not looking and rub it, so when nobody's not wrong, we can't encourage ourselves in the world like David did. It's like in a. Houston's where it
0: talks about the children yeah. being tossed to and from yeah. because they if, don't have that just, strength and
1: stability. To be like, what in the world? If we are supposed to be like, if we acting just as strength, and scared like the world, how are we going to draw people? Amen. <laughs> Yesterday, yeah, so I had this thing here feeling like I got a stroke, but like, I kind of know I am not getting enough rest. And I feel my face tighten up. And I said, God, show me. Because when I feel I'm I sick my first question is not calling the doctor. I call the great physician. I said, okay, God gave me wisdom. What do I need to do? Tighten up. So he'll give you wisdom for the moment. Mm-hmm. I went and I get some wrong, brutal, wipe it on this spot, because even if I get in a stroke, that retards it, and if I have to, I take some nut, and I put it under my tongue, and I pray, and I chase nothing out in the water, Jesus, God says, send his word back to him to remind him. I say, God, I am your child, and you promise me, that you send these healing scriptures for me. Psalms 1720, you send your word to heal me. I am speaking them and I expect to be healed and I cuss it, I it. Next thing I know, I still here. <laughs> <laughs> damn, Praise damn. God, Praise yeah. God. God. Fear yeah. is, and I think that's why we need to be, and it's practice. You have to do yeah. it every day. That's why sometimes God will let us go through things alone. So we could build up that strength on our own without having a crutch with somebody else being mm-hmm. crutched, which is good, you know. There's a time and a place for that. But there's sometimes it's just you and God. Absolutely. Or just you and what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you. I won't talk about anything. else. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you for sharing. that. you. Yeah.
0: Anybody else? Amen. Yeah. Amen to that help? Yeah. Yeah, that firmly rooted realizing where our strength com- comes from and being established in his word, in our faith, as it says, um, it makes a huge difference because yes. when you, like you said, um, people are looking at you like, when is she gonna fall apart? Um,
1: and, um, years ago
0: I had a miscarriage and we had been trying for a couple of years to have a, a second child and it wasn't going well. And so we were doing infertility tests and we were doing, I was on medications and all this stuff. And the church was praying for us so faithfully. And so Christmas Eve, I took a pregnancy test and I was pregnant. So Christmas morning was Sunday and the pastor said, did anyone get a special gift that they want to talk about? And I said, i have a baby. <laughs> and the church went wild because they'd all been praying for us to get pregnant and um so uh it was only i was only like 12 weeks in 11 or 12 weeks in when i lost the baby mm-hmm. and i um remember taking my bible to the emergency room and i was singing some quietly not shouting but i was singing quietly some praise songs as i was laying there waiting for the doctor to come in and the nurse kept walking by the door and looking. <laughs> because she didn't know what was going on you know and so then my doctor who was a christian came in and he said when we get up there we're sure going to have a lot of questions and i said no we get up there we're not going to care it'll all be clear we will know exactly and he's and he kind of he kind of took it worse than me but i will tell you the grace of god i opened up randomly like you're not supposed to do in the bible because that can be really dangerous but when i was in that room by myself waiting for him to come in i opened up randomly to ecclesiastes there is a time to die a time to give birth and it wasn't my time so you know when i when i um went to church a couple weeks later someone had Or a few weeks later, someone came up and said, so when are we going to start seeing that coming? And I said, oh, I lost the baby. And she was devastated. Mm -hmm. And I said, it's okay. I have peace like you would not believe. I have never experienced peace like this peace. So it's okay." And I ended up comforting (laughs) everybody else who felt so terrible for me. But it was one of those moments where God's grace Mm -hmm. just came in and swelled in me. And it was just, I would not trade it for a moment. And my son said, well, of course you wouldn't, because a year later I had my son. And he said, you wouldn't have me if if you hadn't had that miscarriage. (laughs) So I was doubly blessed, I guess. But it's because I was established in his word and in my faith that I was able to respond that way. When I started having complications, my first words were, whatever you want to do, Lord. Whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. And he took it, and he said, what I want to do is I'm gonna have to remove this baby because it's not forming correctly, but I'm gonna replace it with this grace. And you are gonna have peace like you've never experienced before, and he did it. I just, I'm still praising him, what, 36 (laughs) years later for that moment because it was unlike anything else, but people kept waiting me for to fall, to fall apart. Yeah,
1: I don't, don't think something wrong. And they thought I was in
0: denial. Yeah, At yeah, some okay. point it's going to catch up with her and she's going to fall. Yeah. I, I mean, I can hear people talking about this. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, I'm right here, I can hear you. <laughs> but no, I'm not going to fall apart because exactly. I have a God that sustains me. Exactly. So, but we, but we have to trust it. We have to trust God. That whatever he allows into our life is for our good. It may not be to make us happy in the moment, but it will be for our spiritual birth mm-hmm. and maturing in him mm-hmm. and growing up and being established in that faith. So we can rely on that and we can be grateful for it.
1: You mm-hmm. know what that's like because that has happened to me too? When my sister died <clears throat> and everybody was crying and they come, How you do crying? Everybody break down, we <laughs> and to you do something. And no, know, but I spent time with my sisters. So when my sister was sick and she said, I don't care, I'm being afraid of that, you know. And anytime God wanted to take me, I didn't like so you wanted to stay and you wanted to stay and stay alive and suffer just so you could feel good. That's what I had to tell my family. She's out of oh, she could uh you see no no I wasn't even your like, you look after. So I was there, I was doing everything I and blah 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 blah, stay away from, separate yourself, because sometimes you don't have to separate yourself from the family, in time everybody talking, I separated myself, mm-hmm. everything finished, come back to St. Croix, to work in Fredericton, going from the legislature to the bank that used to be there, I walked in the middle of the street, I feel my foot buckle in the middle of the street. And I knew if I fell down, I wasn't going to get up. I said, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I said in that street. I said, oh, no, in the name of Jesus, you fall falling today. Not yet today. I don't even know what I say, but I say, oh, no. And then God gave me the strength. And I get up, and it never happened again wow. in the name of Jesus. I said, no, you're not falling down. Because I knew if I had fallen, it was an ambulance that was going to come for me. That would not be. i are going to
0: have to remember that one because I am so clumsy. I'm mm-hmm. constantly falling. In fact, we were working out in the yard yesterday, my husband said, Would you please be careful? I don't want you falling today. I'm like, Okay. So I just scooted around in my bottom all the time because, <laughs> I mean, we live and it's steep. So we were clearing some of, of the property off the side, and it was really steep. But um, I just, I am so clumsy. I just tell everybody I'm just being a dorm. But it was not
1: clumsy for me, it was, no, like it was everything just, yes. that I had to do for the family, because everybody break down, Nobody doing nothing, nobody can do nothing not like, really? And it was my birthday, the day she buried, oh. my two sisters That and my cousin came and he said to me, what if you don't have a party? I said, don't you dare. Don't you dare, this is my sister's day. So then you're taking the focus off of her and putting it on me. Hopefully, I will live many many more years to celebrate birthday. Let's focus on her homeboy.
0: Yeah. Anybody else have anything they want to say before we get some more refreshments? And we sit and chat? I'm going to close with prayer again. Father God, we just thank you so much. Um, there isn't enough thanks, Lord. Yeah. There just isn't even enough days um, to tell you how grateful. We are for all you've blessed us with. Thank you for Jesus that came to live and die for us, and thank you that He was raised again, so that we can defeat that death and um, spend eternity with you, Father. I'm just uh, grateful for each one here. Pray that you would bless their their days ahead, this new week coming up, and <clears throat> I pray for Pastor Abe as he uh, shares your word tomorrow, and, and for all that's going on. I am the Lord. I pray for each aspect of that. May you be seen in every one of us across this island so that we can draw people to you and um, be overflowing with the gratitude that, we, that you so rightfully deserve. We thank you for your grace and your mercy and love. And we thank you for Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.